Welcome to a special episode of Trails, Tales, and Spruce Tea with hosts Frank Muse and myself, Shalyn Jodry. The music in this episode is my own composition called Breathing, recorded at home. Today we wanted to give you something to mark the winter solstice. It's both the shortest daylight of the entire year for us in the Northern Hemisphere, as well as the first day of winter. In the olden times, many generations ago, we know that the winter was a harsh and difficult time. So it was also the time of year that our Mi'kmaq or Ulnu ancestors would stay close together and find ways to help make sure that each other survive. We imagine that one of the ways of passing the cold season was to share stories around the campfire. In this modern time, there are certainly enough news stories to fill our minds and hearts with sorrow or worry but in keeping with our strong ancestors' resilient spirits, we bring you conversations of hope. For this special, Frank and I invited friends over to share their personal thoughts about hope. Unlike more sensitive sharing circles, this was a friendly discussion set up for this podcast series. Everyone knew we were being recorded. There was one audio recorder set up in the middle of the living room. Frank started the circle, and then it was Megan, Rita, Lori, Brett, Janet, Aaron, Larry, Flora, and then myself. So, Welaliach, thank you to all of them for sharing. Welcome, everyone, to Trails, Tales, and Spruce Tea. And it's nice to know that, that stick that we're going to use here tonight is uh, something that the children have made. It's always nice to have the input of children even when they're not here. They're, they're still here in the stick. I think that's all part of our our hope, I guess, is to hope there will be a seventh generation. I think it's pretty depressing because some of the things that's going on with, with everything around us and, and uh, you feel kind of helpless and, and sometimes even a little hopeless and, and you wonder well when does it all stop and and uh, or when does it slow down and it seems like as I get older it's harder and harder to to accept change but I realize that I have to and, and it's something that has always been told to us that you know things are always going to be in constant change and we have to learn to change with them and uh, but when it's but when it's kind of man-made or, or made by humans, the change, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to accept that because we're changing things, I think, a little too quickly and we're not listening to each other. Sometimes we get overwhelmed and, and uh, you just, we get really quiet and, because we just say, wow, how do you, how do you, digest all that how do you accept it how do you filter it how do you process it you know and, and how do you come up the other end feeling like uh, there's going to be hope and what can we do as an individual and I used to always think you know well I can't change the world well, maybe I can influence a little bit but but I certainly can change myself but is that going to be enough you know and, and the way things are moving and uh, sometimes it's, it's hard to Think about the traditional values, you know, that our ancestors lived by, and you know they just kept saying, you know, only take what you need, 
and try to put something back of equal value and and uh, so that seemed like a pretty easy thing to do you know a few years ago when I was younger and and, uh, and I look now and I just say I don't know what I can put back anymore that was be as equal value just things that we do in our community you know putting in new subdivisions and the amount of forest that has to be cut and, and how's that how that's changing the landscape and but you know we're talking about things that people are trying to do you know like go plastic free and things like that and what's the alternative what can we put in place of plastic bags and and so you know we're used to using old clothes and making bags out of them and I thought oh well this is a great opportunity to start making shopping baskets and you know and maybe small pack baskets to carry to the grocery store and, and, uh, and things like that so you know there's all these little stories, you know, helps, you know, and, and so thinking that, uh, you know, yeah, maybe I can use my skills in some way to to, uh, to soften the, the footstep. Once again, I just want to want to thank you all for for being here, and, and this is really nice. Uh, it's going to be a really nice circle. I don't know. I was trying to think about what Shalyn asked about um, what gives you hope. I don't know, I feel like I am getting a little more hopeful right now, and I, I don't know if it's the, the days getting longer, mm -hmm. like things just feel a little bit more possible. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of it, like we were talking before about a lot of us coming from different places, and there's something about Nova Scotia that is really special, and surrounding yourself with people that are like-minded is a, is a huge source of like comfort and hope. And I thought of a story that Frank and Shallon have said a few times um, about the elder said, everyone has lightness and darkness inside of them. You know, there's like two wolves on each of your shoulders. And the child, the child says, well, like who wins out? And the elder said, it's whoever you feed. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about that with the hope, like mm -hmm. how much hope you have is that, you know, if you're feeding, what kind of what side mm -hmm. you're feeding. Thank you. Yeah, I'm feeling very privileged to be here. And uh, for me, everything is hope. I see hope when I see cracks in the pavement. I feel very hopeful. It makes me very happy because the plants are there. They're growing. They're regenerating. I find uh, great hope in, in things that people are doing. I think a lot of people on this planet are doing a lot of amazing and very, very wonderful things. The hope is the choice I make to look at these things, to consider these things, and to have the gift of the perspective of I'm this one little tiny speck in this one little tiny time. So to me, there's, I have hope in the actions and the things that I do. I have seen healing through people changing their diet, you know, healing through uh, people changing some thoughts, you know, it's quite amazing. So to come to that point of understanding and to make the choice to do those actions, yes, it is all perspective. Now that I found out 
Neither Frank can beg or cave. I have a lot to hold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, <clears throat> my hope really uh, resides with nature for the most part. And uh, for example, the changing of the seasons, uh, the cycles, and reminds us that everything is cyclical. Even the state of the earth is, I believe, is cyclical. Um, and uh, we have to know that regardless of what we do, we may not, I mean, who not, we, we, even if we pollute the world to the point, or blow it up to the point of where humanity disappears, the earth will still be there. I think it starts with, as Frank was saying, it starts with the individual. And uh, having hope as an individual and uh, doing the little things you can do yourself to uh, improve your own state and, and maybe improve the state of a neighbor I think that's really important, or encourage your neighbor, so that if you have enough individuals doing this, and I think it will tend to multiply, so that, and I think that even that's cyclical, tends to multiply that you have people doing enough good to counteract the bad processes. You know, I see hope even, I love spring, I love uh, walking, there's a dirt road, I live on a dirt road, I love walking it on the dirt road in springtime because it reaches a point where there's a special atmosphere. Something happens in the air and how you feel and you can tell spring, you can tell the shift, that little bit of change and that gives me so much hope and joy. I just feel uplifted. Or going maybe by a brook or a lake shore and you know how it is when the ice melts around the shore and maybe there's a little movement and you have a chunk of ice moving and you can see in the sunshine, you can see the sparkle on the ice and you can see it beginning to melt and a little bit of movement, that's hope too and joy to me. Little things like that in nature or the arrival of the birds, the robins, for example, uh, some are wintering over, things like that. Simple things give, give me hope. So uh, that's all I have to say for this round. Three or four years, for me, I've become more optimistic, more hopeful. And that has kind of coincided with um, coming back here. Uh, I left, I grew up in the woods, basically, not too far away from here. And didn't really think much of it, you know, walked around in the forest by the brooks, not realizing that that was actually a relationship. Um, probably one of the more fundamental ones in my life. And then I left because I didn't want to be here. Um, I moved to the city, I moved around, I traveled, you know, and always kind of not realizing it, but looking for something that's missing, right, to, to fill up um, this missing thing uh, inside. For whatever strange reason, <laughs> um, was there, I decided to leave. I, I you know, got rid of everything that I had in Halifax. I said goodbye to everyone and I left um, to come back here. There's not a lot of forest around where, uh, by the house, but there's a lot of forest 
around. Um, and I walk a lot, so I started walking. And um, began to feel better. Basically rekindling that relationship, restoring that relationship, spending time um, listening uh, to the animals, the birds, the deer. There's four deer that visit me behind my house. I think they just sit there and gossip, mostly. But that's fine. That's cool. But that was, for me, a large part of um, what makes me hopeful is, is nature, is the connection to, to the land, the relationship to the land. And then to go to the language club and to be learning the language and to begin to see and understand how this language evolved out of that relationship with the land. And that relationship is not, you know, 100 years old or 200 or 500 or 1,000. It's 10, 11, 12, whatever, thousands and thousands and thousands of years old. And it exists and changes and continues to now. Something that survived um, 500 years of disruption, uh, that gives me hope. Beautiful, beautiful circle, beautiful conversation. Um, a lot gives me hope. I, I feel very hopeful in general. Um, and I was definitely resonating with what Megan was saying about Nova Scotia being very special. I came here when I, when I was 18 and uh, I just had this feeling as soon as I arrived that I was home. It was a very powerful feeling for me. And so this has been my home for 30 some years since then. And uh, um, it's a place where one can easily connect with nature. Nature is available all around if you choose to be uh, to live to live with nature. <coughs> and it's a place where you can connect so easily with people, with community. You just you just reach out and and there they are. There are the people who are. Um, with you on your journey, who want to be with you, who who are, you know, like-minded, and it's so easy to collaborate with people. It's so easy to do things to get things done. I have the sense that anything is possible. Anything that we want to do, we can do. We just do it. I'm very aware of what is going on in the world. There are some forces that are really um, pushing things to the limit. And people are responding. Many people are responding and, and saying, you know what, that's not acceptable. It's absolutely not acceptable. And so people are rising out of whatever slumber and and saying no, we 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 have to do things differently. And I 
also feel like um, living in in nature as as I do um, that the world around me is this like spectacular technicolor uh, experience how can one not be hopeful when when the natural world is all around us to remind us to remind me every day that it is a miracle that the, this world is a miracle I I feel very grateful to um, the indigenous people of the world, the world over, who have been uh, custodians of the land since time immemorial, and are somehow still willing to have the generosity of spirit to share the knowledge and connection. Thank you. That's really powerful. Sitting at this end of the circle, it, it feels like I, I don't honestly know uh, if I have anything to, to add. And I think I'll maybe just start by picking up on, on one of Janet's last points about um, a really deep gratitude for Indigenous people of the world and Indigenous people in this community where I happen to, to live, where I chose to live, that, that they haven't given up on including non-Indigenous people in, in that journey. It, it is, it's really humbling. I don't feel like um, that should be expected after how Indigenous people have been treated. So I'm really grateful that there is that openness, and I think it speaks very clearly to the depth of wisdom of such age-old traditions. Mm. I have never thought of myself as a hopeful person, um, per se, but I do feel that I am a grateful person, or I have come, come to, you know, sort of understand that hope and gratitude can, can be of the same coin and my gratitude really does come from nature as well it's uh, it is a miracle as so many of you have arti articulated beautifully I'm fortunate to have a life surrounded by really beautiful people who inspire me and also people who really value time I, I feel like that is to, to speak to the specialness of Nova Scotia is, for me, my, ex my experience of how special Nova Scotia is, on, it's special for many reasons, but I am surrounded by people who really value time over making money or, um, you know, other sort of markers of success. Oh, there we go. It's nice to be here tonight. and. Uh the conversation of what gives you hope. Uh, of course, as I've heard tonight, nature gives you hope. People give you hope. Um, I think it's that I have, that I feel positive about the 
younger people of our generation that they feel like they want to work together to bring about positive change. To me, that's a hopeful situation. Um, and I think that when community works together to bring about positive changes at this as well, makes you feel hopeful about your society and, and what's around you. Thank you. I think that I'm, I'm hopeful, but I'm not hopeful too. And it's, it's hard to be hopeful with all with the stuff that is quote going on in the world when i see you know the polar caps melting the devastation that is happening in the world and some things that are irreversible that you know that certain species will be going extinct and never come back it's i i think you know these kinds of things are not only upsetting i think they cause a you know, a global and a, or can cause a global general PTSD among lots and lots of people because it's it's rather devastating. Um, but on the other hand, <laughs> I suppose the positive or or the hopeful part is that I really think as a planet that we are going through. Um, a huge, well, that we are going through a revolutionary change. The majority of the world, they want, they want peace. They want to be able to feed their families and have a, a meaningful life and, and not be involved with all the pain and degradation that is happening everywhere. And that, that feels hopeful. I suppose what I don't know and what none of us know is Will our combined efforts be able to be stronger than, than the other stuff that's happening? You start where you are, and, uh, and that is a good start. And if you can come together in community and work together, then, then hopefully we will see the changes needed to halt the kind of destruction that's happening worldwide. Thank you, It was about eight years or so ago that I remember starting to lose hope. These long, almost permanent changes. And there's just so many more issues, so many more issues all around the world. And so I just whew, spiraled all the way to the bottom where I was having nightmares. I had to find a way to climb out because, because I couldn't give up. I didn't take life for granted. Also because I understood the history that we've gone through. That isn't for nothing. We still have Mi'kmaq language. I'm telling very old, some of my stories are very old Mi'kmaq stories and I don't know how old they are. Some of the songs I know how to sing are very old songs. And um, isn't that amazing that we can, you know, that I can sit with Frank 
back at the lodge in a wigwam around a fire and be sharing these stories that have come from our ancestors and come from our own lives. And so I knew that I wasn't to give up, but I didn't know what to hold on to other than, you know, my girls and the next generations. But I do remember then one morning I said to myself, well, it does look grim, but I don't know for sure. Just like what some of you were saying. I don't know for sure. I can't be positive that this is going to go bad. So I'm going to pick myself up today on that chance that maybe if I do what I'm asked to do, you focus and you love that. And if we share that, you know, that the ripples will go out. And um, I have to believe in that because I can't stand any other thought. I can't think any other way other than that. I just have to believe because at the end of the day when I climb into bed, I feel good knowing that I've done this, that I've made these choices. When I'm I think it's really neat to, to, to have made that full circle. And as everybody was speaking, I started having all these aha moments where, yeah, that's why I've been telling people that, you know, well, we're all put on this earth for some reason. You just got to find it, you know, and it might be just something so simple. You know, you might be a, just a firekeeper or you might be just somebody to look after a little tiny parcel of land. You know, that's it. You know, we don't know but you do it to the best of your ability. And I said that about Stonebeard. And then I realized that it wasn't me looking after the land. It was the land looking after me. And it was my medicine. I have to run to the forest so much to, for, my, for my strength and you know, to let go and, and let that filter the things for me that I really need to filter. And, and, I, and I forget that every once in a while. You know? I, I think I can do it. I think I'm strong enough to do it on my own sometimes. And, and I realize that I'm not. And, and, uh, and I have to go back and just let go of all that. And, and uh, Forrest is so gracious of uh, taking that and, and filtering it and, and, and giving me back good, good medicine to, to go out with and, and start again. So thank you. It's no fun. <laughs> Thank you for listening to a special edition of Trails, Tales, and Spruce Tea. Happy winter, and I hope you all find the time for nature, each other, and storytelling. I'm Shalyn Jodry. Namotis.